Hope you've all had a nice rest, because the action's about to kick off again with round two of the Vitality Hockey World Cup here on the World Cup Daily. The sun is shining in London. It's the third day of action, but we're calling it day four because it's the fourth day of shows that we're bringing you at, of course, the Hockey World Cup at Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre. All set for a great day today. Two games from Paul D. Do you have a good rest yesterday? Uh, not really, no. You did? I was here, sitting opposite you. <laughs> you were too. Never had a feeling thought for anybody, that. Um, I hope the players did, though. I'm sure they had a good time in London, relaxing. Weather was beautiful. I think 33.3 degrees or something along those lines. Hottest day. Really? In, uh, some records were broken. Um, but, yeah, they were sweltering a bit there yesterday. A much nicer day today. That's right. Uh, well, it's still pretty warm. Um, we can go through the weather if you want. But it's still pretty warm there, but I understand there may be a bit of rain around uh, around midday to 3 o'clock, 40, 30, 40% chance of rain. Um, still fairly warm, a bit humid, um, so... They might get a bit of water on the uh, on the pitch at game time this afternoon. The games are being played at. Uh, that's a very good question. Twelve thirty and two thirty, so falling right in the middle of there when they might have a Local bit of rain. Time in London, that is. But twelve thirty. That's right. So adjust your clocks accordingly. Um, of course, no games to go through today because yesterday was a rest day. But there are two games coming up today, and we'll just briefly mention those before we get on and talk about what all these round two games might actually mean, Matt. Japan taking on New Zealand, that 12.30 game, 12th ranked Japan and 4th ranked New Zealand. And the late game, Australia versus Belgium, 5th ranked Australia versus 13th placed Belgium. Quick word on those two games, Matt? Well, of course, uh, New Zealand and Australia, the two winners from the opening games. Um, And, uh, you know, on that form, um, you'd expect them to, to get a result again, although Japan did uh, keep going at Australia didn't they yeah. in that opening game and uh, so th- they, there was plenty for them to take out of that game and, and look on positively to the encounter with New Zealand today worth pointing out both of those games are from Pool D so after today there will have been two games played for every team in Pool D well we move ahead to look at the tomorrow's fixtures which are Germany, Argentina and the USA and England uh, Germany, Argentina is a Pool C game and Argentina-England is a Pool B game. So uh, it'll be interesting. I haven't quite looked through the, the fixtures totally enough to see how that's going to play out as far as what happens on the last day and who's going to know what before other teams know what. What's certain is it in Pool D, after the games have finished today, we're going to have a pretty clear idea of uh, what we're looking at, aren't we? Or absolutely not, and then we could have a total uh, upset in both of the games. We've had upsets already. I often think that uh, Round 2 in these sorts of tournaments... in this pool system is the defining round this is what really sorts out what's going to happen and round three becomes the last chance shootout so to speak where if there's some disputed spots that's your final obviously opportunity to do something about it but this round round two coming up will define for most teams where they're going to end up and who they're going to be playing against well we put it out on twitter john we've uh, put it out as uh we let people know that obviously you've seen a game so far where do you think the various pools are going to finish up and just before you say that at the moment after one game the top teams in each pool are the Netherlands Ireland Argentina and New Zealand after the one game after the one game yeah uh, so in pool D uh, our pollsters have uh, picked New Zealand at 65% 
Australia 35% and 0% for either Japan or Belgium. Oh, one of the New Zealand voters there. Are we? Yeah. There you go. Uh, do, you, do you want to go through the other ones as well? May as well. Yeah, yeah. Pool B. Um, England leading the pack there on 49%, Ireland 28%, India 19%, and the USA 4%. Uh, good to see that uh, a few people fancy the USA's chances after uh, losing the opening game there. Uh, yeah. Pool B, where are we now? You want Pool A? Let's go to Pool A. Pool C, that's come up first. Argentina, 90% of the vote. Germany, 7% of the vote. 0% for Spain and 3% for South Africa. And finally, geez, it makes it tough. Here we go, Pool A, the Netherlands, 90% of the vote. Italy, 8%. China, 0%. And Korea, 2% of the 50 votes cast there. And just quietly, while we were mentioning the, the pool arrangement, uh, the final Pool D games will be played on the 28th. So there's a four-day gap between when they play these games and their, their next games. And Australia-New Zealand, that will be a very interesting game if things go as we predict. Now, what does this round mean for teams? Because if we look through the way it stands at the moment after just one game, the Netherlands, Italy in Pool A, Netherlands, Italy, China and Korea, well... <laughs> Italy probably only have to pick up another point, and they're through. Yeah. That they'll be playing in either in the in the crossover final. I can't see them getting over the top of the Netherlands, so they'll drop that game. But they could finish in second place. Now the way way the crossover system works, they're in Pool A. Now the, with the crossover, the third placed team in Pool A will play the second placed team in Pool B. Now, Pool B, that's Ireland, England, India and the United States as it stands. So, Italy could be up against England come a quarter-final or they or, or the crossover finals or they could be playing in Ireland. Or they, or or they could come India, up... Yeah, or, or the US. <laughs> <laughs> but, we could probably have this conversation no, after the, the second the thing, round of games. This, but this is the round where all of these permutations are thrown away and you're left with your... You know, lucky draw for the last round. I mean, the United States have to win or they're gone. India, you would suggest, probably have to win their second round game. Or if the United States win their second round game and India lose, they're in trouble. They could be kicked out <laughs> at the end of the pool. And stage. you say the same for England as well, though. Well, England need a win, don't they? Yeah. If if another draw would really cruel England's chances, you think? A lot of the things I've been reading from the girls in various spots of the press, they. Um, I think they feel a bit better equipped for this second game. I think they'll just be a lot more comfortable with the atmosphere. It was probably a little overwhelming on that that first day there. You know what fantastic support for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they'll be a little bit more settled in this second second game. Now, when you you'd think the United States are going to be the team that misses out there, and it will be Ireland, England, and India to go through. But as we've seen, stranger things can happen. If you get to Pool C, well. You'd think South Africa's going to miss out there. Argentina, Germany, South Africa and Spain, they're ahead of Spain at the moment on goal difference. But Argentina and Germany are both very good teams, and Spain is as well. So Pool C and D will be the crossovers there when they play those crossover finals. So New Zealand, Australia, Japan and Belgium. There's going to be some high-powered games going on there when we get to those crossover finals. Mouth-watering stuff to look forward to. Well, I mean, Japan were very good against Australia, although they have no points at the moment. You're potentially playing finals on the back. If you could nail three draws, you're probably going to go 
to that um, yeah, well like we said in the preview show though there's that jeopardy on every single game because you don't want to finish bottom of the group that's it you're out and, and at this stage that's all it's about for some of these teams is not finishing bottom um, if we look through some of these fixtures coming up in the next couple of days just quickly to get an idea of how mouth-watering some of these games can be we've got uh, Germany, Argentina, USA, England as we mentioned tomorrow then Spain and South Africa and India Ireland. Now that's going to be a crucial game, India-Ireland. And Spain, you'd think, would get over the top of South Africa. Nothing against the South African girls, but, uh, you know, they look like they're struggling just a tad at the moment. From what we've seen in the opening game, certainly, anyway. Uh, I'm just thrilled by the possibilities that exist for these games because it will be when the heat comes on the players. This This is when they make or break. And I think we're about to see some really, really riveting hockey. Yeah, it's mouth-watering stuff, as I said. So the game's tonight, Australia-Belgium. Tonight for us, obviously. Yep. Middle uh, of the day in the UK. Yep. Um, Australia-Belgium. You've got it's to funny because it's the middle of the day here for now for us. <laughs> um, have you got a pick for that one? Australia-Belgium? Mm. Uh, oh, I don't think the Australians have been playing particularly well. I mean, I'm going for them. But it wouldn't surprise me if Belgium picked them off. They were very unlucky against New Zealand. They played very well for a long time. Couldn't convert, perhaps. But, you know, the thing about Australia is they're going to go for the whole 60 minutes and they're going to go hard and they'll always give themselves an opportunity to win. Yeah. If the Belgians can keep it up for the full 60 minutes at that, the same way the Australians can, they're, they're way in with a chance to win. So you're picking Australia? Oh, yeah. Hart says Australia. Head says they. It, it's a danger game for them. Uh, in the earlier game, Japan, New Zealand. Um, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand yeah, for that yeah, one. You think so. Olivia Mary. Olivia. Once again, if Japan can go the distance with New Zealand and, and defend strongly, because New Zealand's strength is its attack. It might have scored four, but it let two in. And as I talked to you the other day, that old score quote, and it's only 2-1. If you think of it like that, yeah. So you, you know, New Zealand are vulnerable at the back, and if Japan can sneak in behind them and score a couple and put the pressure back on them, and maybe get those New Zealand strikers to try a bit too hard and fluff the traps and miss the shots, they could very well be in with a chance. Well, I think Olivia might, Mary might pop up on the scoreboard again. She got a couple in the uh, the last game. She also scored in the Commonwealth Games final win against Australia um, earlier on in the year. Once again, it's all about defence. These players are good enough to pick up a goal or two. Most teams are good enough to pick up a goal or two if they, if, you know, they play well. So it's all about how well you defend and how, you know, that's, that's it for me. And if Japan or Belgium defend well enough, they'll definitely in with a shot. Now, one of the strengths of the New Zealand side is the... Um, Short corner batteries. Yep. Um, we received a message overnight with, and a links links to a couple of videos of uh, the corners from, well, in particular, uh, from Anita Punt, Anita Punt McLaren, Anita McLaren, who you heard from on yesterday's show, um, and she tends to uh, drag very hard and low to the left hand post or in in that sort of area, and there's almost carbon copy goals from the ones that were scored uh, against Japan. 
uh, sorry, not against Japan, against Belgium um, in the World Cup this time around, to those that were scored in 2014. And it's a, a low drag to the post with the girls uh, just getting in with a little deflection in front of the keeper, um, or it's direct into the bottom corner. Um, thanks very much to Floris Gitz for sharing that with us. In uh, some ways, there's no surprise there. I mean, if we remember back to what Chris Sorello did to poor old Yarp Stopman at the last Men's World Cup yeah. in Holland, and he pegged them all low right, and they all went bang straight in. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the place to go. But you know, just a tip: if you're playing against New Zealand for the rest of the tournament, <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, be, chuck a couple of people what? on the on your right hand post and uh, that, step, step up into the space. It? Is that the key to it? Just making sure you've got a good old fashioned traditional postman, postwoman, on on that spot. No, you on need short you, you know you need you need two in there because you've got you've got the uh, injector coming in and you've got somebody coming in very quick and very narrow with the dive at the last so minute. So is that so person you've got get... on the post there designed to block the shot or is that person they're not Does, should they be out in the space where that attack is trying to get to? Well, them? we saw we saw a side fail with that, didn't we, in, um, from a corner a couple of nights ago and they just got in got in around the back I can't remember which game it was, but um it depends how you how you set your corners, yeah. doesn't it? Yep, intriguing. Where your runners are going from? Are you running setting a castle? What you, just just depends, yeah. And and you'd modify it per team. And then, so then you get the penalty corner like the uh, the Spanish girls pulled off the other night that completely throws your defence out. and You got no chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, a similar score. principle on that to the ones that yeah. the um, the Kiwi girls have been scoring. Um, yeah, look, if it, if it goes quick enough. You're going to struggle to stop it, regardless of how you set your bloody defence. <laughs> yeah, don't ask fullbacks; their eyes are normally closed by that stage. Uh, anything else go grab your attention? Uh, well, I'll just let people know. Of course, you can follow us on the socials on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter, all at the Reverse Stick. Likewise, our partners with this broadcast, the World Cup Daily, the Hockey Family. You can check out thehockeyfamily.com and at the Hockey Family on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter for all the updates. Uh, at the Vitality Hockey World Cup indeed and as as much as we love the fact that people would tune into our World Cup daily because it's just fantastic and it's well worthwhile if you love your hockey uh, something else that's on the social media that's well worthwhile looking at especially during tournaments is FH umpires FH umpires that's right um, so you know perhaps you're watching the game and uh, you don't think a decision's on the way of your team or there's a, a bit of dispute in, in the group get onto social media and check out Keeley's post on FH umpires um, she'll leave you in no doubt of what the correct decision was is that oh, right? Yeah generally it's a pretty bold statement yeah even if she doesn't agree with it it's usually she points out that the decision was correct if that makes sense yeah and uh, there's often quite a bit of uh, debate stimulated around the, the posts up there so it's 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 well worthwhile if you want to get a bit more of an insight into what's going on with the third team that are obviously doing a great job there hey, two quick things to talk about umpires and turf umpires first up I thought they've so far they've had a fantastic tournament I did make the point on day one uh, with the the video referrals that were going on, that it seems the video referral system is isn't showing up umpires, it's showing up players, because more often than not the player gets it completely wrong. Yeah, uh, I particularly have been enjoying 
Ayana McLean's work from Trinidad and Tobago. She's got a wonderful demeanour. I love the way play, players rush at it. Oh, referral, referral. It's like, it's, calm down, child. <laughs> <laughs> Be calm. I, I got it for you. It's okay. <laughs> I, don't, she, I, I don't know if I've spotted two or three times. She's got a little quirk where she's uh, drawing the little umpire box for the re- referral of the TV, <laughs> the umpire <laughs> box. And uh, she's got a little look up to the skies. I don't know if she's uh, looking up to the umpire gods to uh, you know pray for a good decision there but it's quite entertaining and look Ayana's not the only um, umpire that's been performing well I've liked the way they've let the a physical nature of the game go to a certain degree so if there's a, a 50-50 ball or there's a ball no one has possession of they're allowing players who are seriously trying to play the ball to make contact with each other um, well, and letting that our, go but in our non-contact sport John oh, you know what I mean but they're, they're, they are punishing them. say if someone has got possession someone tries to use the body on them they're punishing that but they're allowing those no blame contacts to sort of roll a little yeah. bit which I, I quite like and you know we're a warrior sport hockey play with you know, weapons and a missile so there's, there's going to be a bit of that in the game uh, and the other one I was going to talk to you about is turf, because we, we highlighted a couple of comments made by players about the turf. Now, you did a poll on it, did you? Or you made no, a no, 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 I just, I just posted some of the, the quotes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You posted the quotes up. Um, look, we, we should start by saying we are not having a go at this turf, but every turf's going to be different, and all turfs are going to have unique bits that they do that maybe other turfs don't. And this is just the case that this individual turf, at the moment, because of conditions, etc., is playing in a certain way. Well, I've had a couple of couple of conversations overnight about it. Um, here's one uh, on the WhatsApp. Let's have a look. Uh, it's probably because it's a new pitch and hasn't really had time to settle. Uh, still has that new sticky under the feet feel. And the new pitch holds in water a little more and requires less to keep it wet as well. Um, and you know, I mentioned about maybe there's not enough hockey been played on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, local schools, club finals and a few other competitions but probably not played on quite as much as it should have been and then uh, a little conversation with somebody who's involved uh, at the tournament said turf seems to be playing fine, there's no problems with it I'm, I must admit I thought it was it might have been a little bit slow but it does. it's not bobbling, it's not doing anything that you'd really hate it to do No, look, good players are going to adapt their style and uh, get the best out of it aren't they? They will, that's all about all we've got time for, Matt. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the games being at a slightly better time, so I can catch both of them this evening. Yeah, be able to watch those games, and uh, I'm looking more forward to some more sensational goals too. If you're uh, if you're watching online or you're watching on your local broadcast provider, you hear the crash ball. Don't forget hashtag crash ball. Let us know on social media. Count is two, isn't it? So two, so two from two days. Will we get a third one today? Let's wait and see. Don't forget to tell your mates, tell your hockey loving mates. The Hockey World Cup is on. When you're on social media, hashtag HWC2018. Get behind it, folks. Yep. Well, look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow about the action coming ahead later today. See you then.